Today we hear a rather remarkable happening in our gospel. It's one of the few times where we have all three persons of the Trinity involved. We have the Lord going out to be baptized. Imagine what it must have been like for John. Here is his cousin coming to be baptized. And he's been out proclaiming the need for repentance. Be baptized so that you can come into understanding who the Lord is in your life. But here comes the Lord, and he's asking to be baptized. Why? He's the Son of God. Why does he need to be baptized? Theologians for centuries have debating that issue. Jesus really didn't need to be baptized. But he came to be baptized. And from the old catechism, many will remember the, what is a sacrament an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. Jesus came to be baptized so that we could have the grace of forgiveness, that we would be baptized as he was to take away our sinfulness, not his, but ours, because we've been born into the darkness of sin. But that is taken away from us in baptism whether it be as an infant or somewhere later in life. God washes away that sinfulness of this world, removing us from the evilness that is all around us. Satan is all around us, always trying to get at us. But we have a gift that is given to us, the Lord himself. He gives us himself every time we come to Mass. Every time we receive the Eucharist, the Lord has given to us. He gives it to us freely, without any conditions, saying, I welcome you into my life. But we have to understand there's a commitment involved. We just come up, don't come up just to receive a host, but to receive Jesus Christ, to have him nourish us, to give us the strength that we need to combat all the evil that is out in the world. And there's a lot of evil out there. We better believe that. In the Acts of the Apostles, Peter proclaimed to speak to those gathered in the house of Cornelius, saying, In truth, I see that God shows no partiality, Rather, in every nation, whoever fears him and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. Critical statement. Whoever fears him and acts uprightly, not being afraid of him, but to have an understanding of who he is in our life. And then to use that to act rightly, be able to stand up and proclaim the truth. And so many are afraid to do that today because they're afraid they're going to be censored. We can't allow that to happen. We have to stand up for the truth. And so many want to say no more. You can't talk about abortion. You can't talk about gay marriage. We can't allow that to happen. 
Because that's the teaching of the church. That's the teaching of Jesus Christ. And we have to be faithful to that teaching. We've come to be baptized. I am looking forward to the day when we have holy water back in the church so we can renew our baptism. That's what the holy water is about, that we, we come into the church and we bless ourselves in the sign of the cross as entering into the church once again in the fullness of who we are as Christians, as brothers and sisters of Christ, renewing that baptism that we celebrate every time we come to church. In the beginning of the Mass, and then most especially when we come to receive communion, when we come to receive Christ, and we proclaim, Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. Only say the word, because none of us are really worthy, are we? But all we have to do is listen to him, and he will give us the strength and the graces we need to reclaim his presence in our world. May we receive that strength, that grace today, as we celebrate this wonderful gift, and use that gift to the best of our ability to bring that understanding to our brothers and sisters.